Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pop star Pink has kept the party going for more than 20 years. An international sensation who sold more than 60 million albums. Now she's raising a glass to a new studio album. But it's not all dancing and rocking out. Known for her acrobatic performances and songs that send a message, Pink is digging into the current political climate. And using her latest music to bring attention to the issue she cares about most. I'm tired, but I won't sleep tonight, cause I still feel alive. We have two things in common. Do I get a hint? I find cooking really hard. I find it really stressful. Do you feel your life is in danger? And the love of my mother is what brought me here. What was the worst investment? Oh, there's a long list of really bad ones. Welcome. I am excited to get the chance to sit down and talk with you. Thank you. You get to talk to some amazing people. Including you. Thanks. <laughs> so, your latest album is yes. out. And before we get to the music, I want to get to the title, Trustful. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Do you know what a trustfall is? No. A trustfall is when you fall backwards and people are supposed to catch you. Oh, yeah. It's like a team okay. building yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, it means... In order to get out of bed in the morning right now, it feels like it requires a lot of trust in the universe and trust in yourself and trust in those around you and to drop your kids off at school and participate in elections and love vulnerably. Um, it just requires a lot. And I know a lot of teenagers also, and we talk about anxiety a lot and how prevalent it is. And a lot of people feel like they're falling backwards and we don't know where the ground is and that's a really unsettling feeling. And so it begs the questions, what do you fall, what do you jump for? What do you fall for? Who's supposed to catch you? Do you catch yourself? Um, it's all these questions running through my head as I'm making this album. It felt like once I had a completed body of work that that made sense. It encapsulates how I feel right now. The first track, on the new album is called When I Get There. Mm -hmm. And it's a tribute and complete with home videos to your, your dad, Jim, who you lost to cancer two years ago. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at a clip from it. Mm -hmm. Is there a place you go? 
to watch the sunset and oh is there a song you just can't wait to share yeah i know you'll tell me when i get there yeah. i think of you when i think about forever you're trying to make me cry two minutes into the interview <laughs> right. well actually when, when i thought we were going to play that clip. I thought this could get uh, emotional real quickly. Yeah. But you say who you are is... I know how to make myself not cry from years of crying during makeup. Okay. Don't you cry. You just do that. Don't and then cry. you breathe normally. So you say who you are is because of him. What do you mean? I think uh, in a lot of ways, that in most ways, that's true. It's the nature versus nurture, right? I definitely came out with a lot of this, but... But he, he was a fighter. His nickname was Mr. Cause. He was a letter writer. We were marching on Washington when I was three years old. I wasn't so much, I think I was carried on someone's shoulders, but I still feel like I was marching. Um, my whole family's military. Um, uh, he raised me to, to, to stand up for what I believe in. His favorite saying was, to thine own self be true. And he said, honey, sometimes you're gonna have to stand on that mountain alone. And if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And this is, this, this is the way that I was raised. We did car washes to raise money for the homeless on weekends. Every Thanksgiving meal was serving the homeless and women and children from shelters. And, and you really grow up with a sense of, of service and camaraderie and watching grown men hug and cry. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to witness as a child. And it put the fire in me. The interesting thing about being raised that way is they raise you to stand on your own two feet until you disagree with them. <laughs> and that's where the relationship gets complicated. I'm like, no, you did, saw, you did this to me. You wanted this, yeah. remember? Because I say so. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you heard that. Yeah. I want to ask you, uh, because you've got this album and you're going to go on tour this summer, starting mm -hmm. in July, the Summer Carnival yes, Tour yes. in the United States. But you're also a huge draw, which I didn't realize, in, in Britain and Australia. Explain to us mortals What's it like when you're that, when you walk out on a stage and there are 50,000 screaming, adoring fans? What is that like? It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, but it's an authentic, like, I feel like it's group therapy. We're having this amazing experience together. Music is an experience. Lyrics, you experience them in a sensory way. It's a memory. It's a song you might have shared with your parent or your child, or your best friend, or it, music can, I mean, if you put on Don McLean, Starry Starry Night, I'm in my living room with my dad. I'm a certain age and I feel loved and safe. Songs do that. And so in a concert experience for us, for us 50,001, it's, it's beautiful. How do you explain your appeal? How do you, how do you <laughs> no, no, no. I, but I mean, how would you explain the fact that you have endured and in fact flourished as a rock star uh, for more than 20 years? I, I guess it depends on the angle that you come 
at it from. If, if you look at what I did as in business and decisions in my career, I have never sold myself short. And I, when I realized that I was never going to be um, selling perfume or the beautiful one or the, the popular one, it was put your head down, beat the pavement and get really good at your craft. I'm very, very open, very vulnerable. I'm, I'm very honest in my lyrics and warts and all. And um, I, I fight for the underdog. I feel like an underdog a lot of the times. I know that's ridiculous to say, probably for someone in my position, but um, I don't know. We're just like little Rockies walking around, <laughs> little scrappers. So when you were 15, mm. you'd been expelled from school. Mm-hmm. You'd been kicked out of your own home. Well, I dropped out. I like to think that was more of a choice. Okay, but you were no longer living in your home with your, yes, with your mom and dad. Yes. You were doing drugs. You were in a punk rock band. Mm-hmm. Were you just always a badass? <laughs> I mean, ooh, I had a lot of nicknames back then. I was always uh, a person that questioned authority. And the issue I had in school was I had a lot of questions. I, um, I would look at a person and say, well, you don't seem very happy. So why should I take your advice? And also, I don't really think I should be here. I think I should be somewhere else. I feel like I signed up for something else. I mean, I told my kindergarten teacher, I don't need to learn math. I'm going to have an accountant. I was like, I was tough. I'm still tough, but I'm funny. (laughs) How do you explain the fact (laughs) that you're now 43, Mm -hmm. you're happily married, you have two wonderful children, you're a reasonably responsible member of society. Mm. How did that happen? I think I'm one of the most responsible people I know. I shake my head sometimes. Uh, How did that happen? I mean, the pendulum swings. And uh, if you would have seen my room uh, at Willow's age, 11 or 12, you would think that something really bad happened in there. And now, like, my favorite activity is vacuuming. I don't know. We just... We, we go through phases in our life, and then we become the culmination of all of it. But, but uh, I like me. I like who I've become. And I like that I had those experiences along the way, too. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I want to ask you about a thing, but hear me out here. Okay. 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 I think you know where I'm headed. The first song that I identify you with, Mm -hmm. not a lot of your fans, but that I identify you with, is 
in Lady Marmalade in yes. 2001 that you sang with Christina Aguilera mm -hmm. and Maya and Little Kim. Yes. Let's and take Missy a look. Elliott, yep. So first of all, look at that hair. What do you think of the 21-year-old Pink? She had a body. <laughs> she had a body that she did not appreciate. <laughs> and my voice. I mean, I was killing it. We all were. We it was what a time. It was just a crazy thing to be able to do. So so I know there's this thing out now about whether or not you're throwing shade at, mm. at, at Christina Aguilera and there's a feud. I don't care about that. Here's what I care I don't about. Either. I read that at one point Christina wanted to have a fight with you she as, did. as to who was going to sing which part of the song. If that had happened, because I watched this video, you would have kicked her ass. Not, well, maybe. But, well, our personalities just didn't, you know, not everybody is supposed to like each other, and that's okay. And back then, our personalities did not mix at all, and that was okay. And then we hugged it out, kissed it out, and we have many times since. Um, I think the shade where people get it twisted with me is that if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it honestly. I'm going to tell you my experience of how it happened. And to me, that's not, that's not shade. That's just honesty. Now, I should know better by now that total honesty doesn't work in this world. People want to hear nice things. And they want you to clean it all up for them. But it's just not my way. So did she really want to throw down with you? She did. Well, what did she say? She was upset that I was sitting in her chair and so was going to shut down the entire um, production. And I didn't know I was sitting in her chair. And I'm also, I've been, I was homeless at 15. Like, I'm, you can't talk to me any kind of way. And so I've, you know, you, you picked the wrong one. But that's over. It's over. I understand, but it's, it's a pretty interesting like, story. It is an interesting story, but it probably happens every day in every workplace. People just, some people don't get along and then they figure it out and they realize what's important and they hug it out and they move on. You I should got, see me and Wolf Blitzer. It goes on all I the time. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Your next big hit was Get the Party Started. So let's, yes. get, let's get it started. <laughs> As you can see, I have not changed very much. So <laughs> this, oddly enough, brings us to Madonna. Is it true that you thought at one point that you were Madonna's child and that your mother had adopted you? I had hoped, yeah. Because I was like, well, we're so much alike. I've got to be related to you. Really? I was, yeah, but I, okay, I love my mom. I love you, Judy. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, Madonna, when we were, when I was a little girl, she was just, oh, the desperately seeking Susan and who's that girl? Come on. She was amazing. So how far did you carry your thought that maybe Madonna was your real birth mother? No, I just, no, not very far. <laughs> just, just. Because I was like, Dad, did you ever meet Madonna? Because I'm definitely <laughs> yours. <laughs> 
Then, in 2006, you become the first person to perform... I have no idea where you're going with this. The theme song for Sunday Night Football. Oh, I was the first? Yes. Oh. So how cool was that? That was pretty cool. That was really cool. For a girl that grew up with the Eagles, that was pretty cool. Now, I don't want to bring up something bad, but the fact is you were replaced the next season by Faith Hill. Did that bum you out? Not at all. I wrote a song for Faith Hill that same year. No, but I, I understand. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to get you into no, a fight no. with Faith Hill. I I'm think, just saying. Like, did, I mean, you're did, a cover girl for three years and then you move on and then there's other cover girls and then you do NFL for a year, which I thought would be hilarious. And then you move on. I didn't actually even ever think of it that way. Good. Yeah. That didn't stop you because you performed a couple of years later at the Grammys mm-hmm. and you didn't just sing. No. <laughs> Have you ever held your breath and asked yourself would ever get better than So I had never seen this before, and I had a couple of thoughts. First of all, I thought, when did Pink become a circus performer? I mean, why did you decide to incorporate aerial acrobatics into your performance? I was a gymnast. That was my first dream. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. And uh, I, I, once you're, you start gymnastics at four and you do it five days a week for eight years, it's in you. And so I then became a singer and many, many, many years later, I'm at a share concert in Vegas and I'm watching these dancers behind her and I'm going, why do they get to have all the fun? Why haven't singers done this? I can do this. I, I, I was an asthmatic, really bad asthmatic kids. So I had to do diaphragm training from very early on, which in turn was what I would have needed to do to learn how to sing upside down. And it all just kind of worked out. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to try it and see if it was possible because it looked really fun. And it is. And, And how hard is it to sing and to sing great when you're hanging upside down and you're spinning through the air. I'll let you know if I ever sound great. <laughs> no, you sound great. No, it's a, you know, you trained for it, but it also, it was like, it, it forced me to take my craft very, very, very seriously. Rock and roll is, you know, I see some artists out there with a bottle of wine or some whiskey on stage and it's just sweaty and amazing and unpredictable. And for me, it's, it's a, it's a sport. And I take it very seriously and I work really hard at it. And I'm always trying to top myself because it makes people happy. It makes me happy. When I fly around through the air, there's, it's just, it's wonderful. And when you can go in four seconds from the stage to the back of the stadium and be right over that wheelchair section and waving at people with tears coming down their face, it's just, you can't imagine it. Is it scary? Yeah, yeah, and I've had some oops, that isn't good moments, um, but it's it's exhilarating. 
you should do it. You should come. I'll put you in the harness. You yeah, might love it. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, you are coming to Washington this summer for the tour. Yeah, I'll so meet I you there. So I want to come anyway, but I don't know that I'm going in the harness and flying around National uh, my Park. My daughter's done it. Yeah, I mean, your daughter's braver than I am. Uh, she's also not my, my age. And then there is my all-time favorite pink song. Oh, I can't wait to know. All right, you were singing, let's sing. Let's sing. Can't stop coming in hot. I should be locked up right on the spot. It's, it's so on right, right now. now. You can sing. Yes, a little bit. Not upside down. What's your spinning. favorite song to sing? Well, this is one of my favorites. I love this song. But the thing about that song, it's it's so raw and it's mm. so real. I mean, you're talking to me. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I think we should all celebrate ourselves more. I want to talk about a different side of you. Uh, you mentioned it before, asthma. You, you have a real history of asthma, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're doing an ad campaign now mm -hmm. uh, for people who have risk factors to take COVID more seriously. Let's yes. take a look at that. Because if you get COVID on top of asthma, like I did, the last thing you want to do is wait and see. Be ready, have a plan. And ask your doctor about treatment options that may help. Mm -hmm. So when you got COVID, as mm -hmm. you did, mm -hmm. with your history of asthma, how serious was it? I was using a nebulizer for the first time in 30 years. It was very scary. And in hindsight, looking back, my son was actually the sickest. When your kid is, is projectile vomiting and screaming and covered in a rash and uh, telling you they can't breathe, it's the scariest thing. I mean, any parent knows when your child is sick, it's, it's donezo. <laughs> Game over right. is how it feels. And so um, it was not a, not, not a good time. And also it was at the very beginning where it's, they were telling you that kids couldn't get it. And they were telling you that, um, that it was a really bad, 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 fatal thing. So the fear is also the voice in your head. It was a terrible experience. So in, in doing that ad, and it's part of a, a drug company, but I mean, what's the real message you're trying to get out to people? The real message is, and forget the politics of it all. I'm so not interested in the politics of this. My mom's an ER nurse. I, I, I've been to Haiti with UNICEF. The, the fact that we have access to modern medicine is an absolute blessing. When I can get a Z-Pak when I need one, it is an absolute blessing. And so it's not about the politics. It's about, I'm also not telling you to get the jab or anything else. I'm saying, have a plan. Just take care of yourselves. Have a plan. Talk to your doctor. Know if you have uh, health risks. One of my best friend's dad died while I was on FaceTime with him in the hospital. It's not a joke, and it's not a Republican versus Democrat thing. It's just you're lucky to have medicine if you need it. You are outspoken about, I am. about politics, and one of the big issues is abortion. And I want to play a clip from one of your songs, Irrelevant, that you dropped shortly after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade.
Is it true that you've gotten death threats over mm. some of your political views? Oh, absolutely. Really? Mm. Many. Every day. Because you espouse a woman's right to choose? Yeah. Many, for many reasons. That's a big one. Yeah. And how seriously do you have to take it? Well, I mean, in this day and age, pretty seriously. I think that for the most part, people are, I call them keyboard warriors. You know, there's a lot of people that will say a lot of things online that they would never say <clears throat> in person. And it's so funny you say that. I call it the courage of the keyboard. Yeah. You know, that, that somebody will say, you... Yeah. They forget that we're human, too. It's really, I'm really into psychology, and it's interesting. I feel like I, I can no longer accept compliments or insults because... Um, on one hand, I'm being told, Pink, I love you. You don't take any, and, you know, you just tell it like it is. Until I, again, like my dad, until I disagree with you. And then you tell me, even though I'm talking about Roe v. Wade, then you tell me that you hope my children die slowly. But you're saying that you're a better person than me. I'm not coming for your children. I'm coming for my rights. So it's, it's, it's a weird time. And my daughter asked me, Mom, why do you do this? Because we do have security at our house. And... I said, why do I do what? She said, why do you fight? And I said, because it's in me, because I have a responsibility, I have a platform, because I care, because um, I feel in my whole body that you have a responsibility to help people that don't have the voice that you have. And if it were me, I would want that help. And the only way I can describe it to a little girl in California is if a wildfire came through and took everything that we had, we would A, still have each other, and we would have many porches that we could show up on, hand in hand, and the door would be open, and we would be let inside, and we would be fed, and we would have a safe place to stay. And that's why we help people, because people help us, and people have helped us. Like, you see the suffragettes in that, in that video. They helped us. So we have to help the next generation. You talk about the next generation, you talk about family. You have two beautiful children. <sighs> oh, they're the best kids that were ever made. <laughs> Except for, except for mine, except for but anyway, Willow and Jameson. And, and I wonder, because you say that when you were a kid, you were the kid that no parents wanted in their house with their kids because you were the one who was always in trouble. So my question is, what kind of a parent are you? And what boundaries do you set for Willow and Jameson? That is a daily question I have for myself. <clears throat> I am a tough parent. I'm, I was raised, again, by a military family. I, I'm also the goofiest parent. So I, both things are true at the same time. We roller skate in the house. We cook dinner together every night. My daughter and I have incredibly deep conversations about life. I believe in communication. I believe in, in here's why I'm asking this of you. And then here's your choice. And... We laugh, we cuddle, they sleep in my bed. We, we go around the world together. They're very well-traveled kids. They're thoughtful kids. They're intentional kids. Um, so when you say you're but tough. But I am tough. I'm tough. Like what? I'm tough. I expect, I expect them to practice gratitude and be grateful and have manners and take their place to the sink and make their bed and uh, look people in the eyes when they're spoken to. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm tough cop. I have a high bar for myself and for others, but I'm also the most loving, cuddly, needy, goofy 
person in the world, I think. I mean, so we have a great relationship. And I'm grateful for it. I am grateful for this interview. I'm Thank grateful you for so you much. talking. This Me has too. really been lovely. I, I get this other side of the tough biker check. <laughs> I'm not that tough. You're pretty tough. The most sensitive souls have to just convince you of that. Thank, <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. It's been more than 20 years since Pink first headlined a tour, but she has no plans to slow the show down. In fact, Pink just added a full tour as well that goes through November across North America. Thank you for watching. Catch us every Sunday night on CNN and keep streaming anytime you want right here on HBO Max to find out who's talking next. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.